The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, Tuesday Good News Day has arrived. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Tuesday, June 7th, 2022, Tuesday of the 10th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is St. Willibald, a native of Wessex, England, born in 700, the brother of Saints Winnebald and Walburgia, related through his mother to the great St. Boniface. He took a pilgrimage to Rome with his father. His father died on the way, but Willibald continued on to Rome, then to Jerusalem, and then to Constantinople. In Constantinople, he visited numerous Loras, monasteries, and hermitages. On his return to Italy, he went to Monte Cassino, where he stayed for 10 years. On a visit to Rome, he met Pope St. Gregory, who sent him to Germany to assist his cousin, St. Boniface. Boniface ordained him in 741 and soon appointed him Bishop of Eichstadt. With his brother Winnebald, he founded a double monastery at Heidenheim, naming Winnebald Abbot and his sister Walburgia as abbess. Willibald served as bishop for some four decades. He died in 786. Saint Willibald, pray for us, and let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. With Pope Francis, we pray for Christian families around the world. May they embody and experience unconditional love and advance in holiness in their daily lives. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you're here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My mother immaculate, St. Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Well, Jesus, after a long time that we have spent in festival throughout the whole weeks of, of Easter and then the weeks after, whenever we celebrated the Ascension and Pentecost, we now find ourselves in ordinary time which is kind of fancy church speak for ordinary, everyday, boring time. There's nothing more exciting. There's no big feast at this moment in time. We are just in the ordinary, run-in-the-mill, ordinary part of the year. I mean, it's exactly as it says on the tin, so to speak. But we had a long time of, of feasting, for sure. And then we had an even longer time before that of preparation for Easter throughout all of the weeks of Lent. So we've had, in a sense, lots of focus in our prayer and in our time of preparation. We've had something guiding our reflection, be it a time of penance throughout all the weeks of Lent, or maybe a time of resurrection and joy, looking forward to the coming of the Holy Spirit. And now we're just kind of in that 
ordinary time. So, you know, what are we to do with this? In a sense, it's a little bit like we're in boring time, you know? We're back to green vestments again at mass. Nothing more exciting than that. And, well, what are we to do with this? Well, we're called to sanctify that all the same. In fact, we need ordinary time because we just can't live at a kind of a constant feasting or constant penitence. We need the kind of the in-between lull time in order that we, I suppose, in a sense, can appreciate the feasting all the more. But more than just needing a little break from kind of high-octane feasting, we need ordinary time in the church to remind us that that is, in fact, the daily bread of Christianity. It's in the ordinary everyday life where we are called to be Christians. It's in the ordinary, run-of-the-mill, routine, boring time, in fact, when sometimes it can be more difficult to be a Christian because we have to really lift up those things for your greater glory. How do we lift up a boring Tuesday afternoon when we've got maybe exams to do? Maybe we would rather be somewhere else than stuck in an office or cleaning our bedroom or whatever it is. But all of those things, Jesus, have to be raised up to your glory too. And so this ordinary time reminds us that it's all for you. It's all for you. And what we're called to do is to put our back into it and to be generous with how we react to this ordinary time so that we can be ordinary people too. And that part of our ordinariness will be what helps us to become saints so that we don't have to kind of live in a kind of a constant frenetic pace or that we have to constantly be looking for more and more penances to do or more exultant prayers to say, but just so that the Ordinary moments of our life are where we see you and where we hear you and where we experience you more and more. And in this call of generosity, which is key to ordinary boring time, we have this beautiful reading from the Mass today, from the first reading, from the first book of Kings, where we meet Elijah, this great prophet, Elijah. Now, he is in a time of difficulty in Israel. There is a drought throughout the land, and so there's a lot of suffering as a result of that. There is no water in what is already a very dry land. So how are people to, to cook? How are people to, to wash? How are people to maintain themselves and their, their dignity without the ordinary thing of water? And we find him at a particular moment in this great difficulty where he's starving. And he, he hears your voice, Lord, to, to go even outside of Israel, to go to a place called Zarephath, a Sidonian town, a place where there were not Jews conventionally living. And there you would provide for him. And he sees this widow who's gathering up a few sticks in order that she can prepare kind of a last meal for, for her and her son. She just has a little bit of oil left and a little bit of grain, and she's going to make this last meal for her son and for her. It's a very touching scene, if we just picture that for a moment, the, the, the anguish of this mother who's, who's putting together these final scraps in order that she and her son can eat and then die. And uh, Elijah meets them at this moment, and he says, uh, what are you doing? Bring me some water in your vessel that I can drink. And she tells him, well, I'm just going to make this final meal for my son and I, and then, and then we're going to die. And he says, well, fine, kind of, but before you do that, uh, make a little scone for me. Now, that's how uh, the English version that, that, that I have before me, that, that we use at Mass, uh, is, translates that. And that always makes me laugh. 
make me a little scone. So you've got a woman ready for her last meal. And Elijah, the prophet says, well, make me a scone first. Well, the word in Hebrew is uga ketona, which is, yeah, it's, it's translated as a, a little round cake. And in order to kind of to make that a little bit more <laughs> acceptable or a little bit more with a little bit more understanding in different English versions, they use different words. So uh, sometimes you'll see a little cake. Sometimes you'll see a scone. Now, if you don't know what a scone is, it's kind of a speciality bread, something that you have with a cup of tea. It's it's a nice thing to have. It's certainly not um, the, the last scraps that you would find in, in a bread bin. It's kind of a speciality bread. The Italian version that they use at Mass in Italy says, bring me a focaccia, which is itself a kind of a speciality bread. In some Spanish-speaking parts of the world, they say un panecillo. So again, it's like a little kind of round piece of bread. But what I like about this is that Elijah knows that this woman's really down to her last uh, few grains and a little bit of oil and a little bit of water. And he says, well, you know, don't just give me the very basic kind of flat bread that, uh, you know, has no taste, but I want a scone. And I want more than perhaps what you think you're able to give. And there is a lesson in that for us, for how we respond to God, especially in moments of difficulty or moments of ordinary life, which is what we're trying to think about now at this moment, Jesus, is that we want to give more than what we think is necessary. We want to give more even than we think might be good. We want to ask for a scone whenever there is no water at all or there's no bread, because we know, Jesus, that whatever expectations we might have, you will always exceed those. And whatever act of generosity we can put in will never, ever be exhausted by you. St. Ignatius of Loyola said that, that God will not be outdone in generosity. And whenever Elijah asks for this, God tells this, this poor woman, this jar of meal will not be spent and jug of oil shall not be emptied before the day when the Lord sends rain upon the face of the earth. So here they are, midst of drought. How could she possibly see that? This woman isn't even a Jew. She doesn't share the same faith. She doesn't have the same understanding of the Lord that Elijah did. But something about Elijah helped this woman in her faith to put her trust in God and maybe even to put her trust in this prophet. And so she makes him the scone and the food does not run out. So she and her son are able to eat. And the story then has to continue. But this is where we find it today in, in, the, in the Mass, in the readings for the Mass. So Elijah essentially asks this woman for far more than what she thinks she can provide. And maybe sometimes if we look at it from the other perspective, that maybe we feel God asks us more than we think we're able to provide. Maybe let's think especially in a boring moment. That God is maybe asking something of us and we just don't have the energy for it or we just don't have the interest in being able to respond. Maybe we lack courage to be able to follow through on all of the things that we feel God might be putting into our heart. Well, let's think about the scorn of Elijah. The more we give to God, the more he will give back in return because he cannot be outdone in his generosity. And so perhaps it's in the ordinary moments whenever we have to put in more. It's in the ordinary moments when we have to be even more generous with God and with others and with his church because 
that's where God is really going to exhaust his own supplies of mercy, his own supplies of, of grace for us, because nothing we can give God will be surpassed by what he can give to us. He can always give us much, much more than our little expectations. So let's give God more than a scone. Let's ask for more than a scone in the hope and the expectation that whatever your bountiful mercy for us, Lord, but will far exceed any expectations. And for this, we, of course, take your mother as an example, who, when she said yes, allowed your grace and mercy to abound in her in her own life. Help us, Jesus, always to, to go the extra mile and, and to give more than we think than we possibly have in our heart and to ask you for a scone. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My mother immaculate, St. Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 minutes past the hour on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday of the 10th week in Ordinary Time, June 7th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's begin this day of prayer joining with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth will proclaim your praise. praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Go within his gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God.
Surrender to God, and He will do everything for you. Surrender to God, and and He will do everything for you. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not envy those who do evil. For they wither quickly like grass and fade like the green of the fields. If you trust in the Lord and do good, then you will live in the land and be secure. If you find your delight in the Lord, He will grant your heart's desire. Commit your life to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will act. So that your justice breaks forth like the light, your cause like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait in patience. Do not fret at the man who prospers, a man who makes evil plots to bring down the needy and the poor. Calm your anger and forget your rage. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. For those who do evil shall perish. The patient shall inherit the land. A little longer and the wicked shall have gone. Look at his place, he is not there. But the humble shall own the land and enjoy the fullness of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Surrender to God, and and he will do everything for you. Turn away from evil. Learn to do God's will. The Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him. Turn Turn away from evil. Learn to do God's will. And the Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him. The wicked man plots against the just and gnashes his teeth against him. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is at hand. The sword of the wicked is drawn. His bow is bent to slaughter the upright. Their sword shall pierce their own hearts, and their bows shall be broken to pieces. The just man's few possessions are better than the wicked man's wealth. For the power of the wicked shall be broken, and the Lord will support the just. He protects the lives of the upright. Their heritage will last forever. They shall not be put to shame in evil days. In time of famine, their food shall not fail. But all the wicked shall perish, and all the enemies of the Lord. They are like the beauty of the meadows. They shall vanish. They shall vanish like smoke. The wicked man borrows without repaying, but the just man is generous and gives. Those blessed by the Lord shall own the land but those he has cursed shall be destroyed. The Lord guides the steps of a man and makes safe the path of one he loves. Though he stumble, he shall never fall, for the Lord holds him by the hand. I was young, and now I am old, but I have never seen the just man forsaken, nor his children begging for bread. All the day he is generous and lends, and his children become a blessing. Then. Turn away from evil and do good, and you shall have a home forever. For the Lord loves justice and will never forsake his friends. The unjust shall be wiped out forever and the children of the wicked destroyed. The just shall inherit the land. There they shall live forever. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Turn Turn away from evil. Learn to do God's will. And the Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him. Wait for the Lord to lead, then follow in His way. Wait for the Lord to lead, then follow in His way. The just man's mouth utters wisdom, and his lips speak what is right. The law of his God is in his heart. His steps shall be saved from stumbling. The wicked man watches for the just and seeks occasion to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in his power, nor let him be condemned when he is judged. Then wait for the Lord, keep to his way. It is he who will free you from the wicked, raise you up to possess the land, and see the wicked destroyed. I have seen the wicked triumphant, towering like a cedar of Lebanon. I passed by again. He was gone. I searched. He was nowhere to be found. See the just man. Mark the upright. For the peaceful man a future lies in store. But sinners shall all be destroyed. No future lies in store for the wicked. The salvation of the just comes from the Lord their stronghold in time of distress. The Lord helps them and delivers them and saves them, for their refuge is in Him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. You proclaim the poor to be blessed, Lord Jesus, for the kingdom of heaven is given to them. Fill us generously with your gifts. Teach us to put our trust in the Father and to seek his kingdom first of all, rather than imitate the powerful and envy the rich. Wait for for the Lord Lord to lead, lead, then then follow in his way. Teach me goodness and holy wisdom, for I have put my trust in your guidance. A reading from the book of Joshua. Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent out two spies from Shittim, saying, Go, reconnoiter the land and Jericho. When the two reached Jericho, they went into the house of a harlot named Rahab, where they lodged. But a report was brought to the king of Jericho that some Israelites had come there that night to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent Rahab the order Put out the visitors who have entered your house, for they have come to spy out the entire land. The women had taken the two men and hidden them, so she said, True, the men you speak of came to me, but I did not know where they came from. At dark, when it was time for the gate to be shut, they left, and I do not know where they went. You will have to pursue them immediately to overtake them. Now, she had led them to the roof and hidden them among her stalks of flax, spread out there. But the pursuers set out along the way to the fords of the Jordan, and once they had left, the gate was shut. Before the spies fell asleep, Rahab came to them on the roof and said, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that a dread of you has come upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are overcome with fear of you. 
For we have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt, and how you dealt with Sion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites beyond the Jordan, whom you doomed to destruction. At these reports we are disheartened. Everyone is discouraged because of you, since the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. Now then swear to me by the Lord that since I am showing kindness to you, you will in turn show kindness to my family and give me an unmistakable token that you are to spare my father and my mother, brothers and sisters and all their kin and save us from death. We pledge our lives for yours, the man answered her. If you do not betray this errand of ours, we will be faithful in showing kindness to you when the Lord gives us the land. And she led them down through the window with a rope, for she lived in a house built into the city wall. Go up into the hill country, she suggested to them, that your pursuers may not find you. Hide there for three days until they return. Then you may proceed on your way. The man answered her, This is how we will fulfill the oath you made us take. When we come into the land, tie this scarlet cord in the window through which you are letting us down, and gather your father and your mother, your brothers and all your family into your house. Should any of them pass outside the doors of your house, he will be responsible for his own death and we shall be guiltless. But we will be responsible if anyone in this house with you is harmed. If, however, you betray this errand of ours, we shall be quit of the oath you have made us take. Let it be as you say, she replied, and bade them farewell. When they were gone, she tied the scarlet cord in the window. They went up into the hills where they stayed three days, until their pursuers, who had sought them along the road without finding them, returned. Then the two came back down from the hills, crossed the Jordan to Joshua, son of Nun, and reported all that had befallen them. They assured Joshua, The Lord has delivered all this land into our power. Indeed, all the inhabitants of this land are overcome with fear of us. The Word of the Lord a man pleases God by what he does, and not by faith alone. Rahab pleased him when she sheltered the messengers and sent them on their way by a different route. Just, Just as, as a body, body without, without breath, breath is dead, dead so, so faith without, without works is dead. dead. By faith, Rahab the prostitute welcomed the spies with kindness and so escaped death. Just, Just as, as a body, body without, without breath, breath is dead, dead so faith without works is dead. A reading from a letter to the Romans by St. Ignatius of Antioch, Bishop and Martyr. The delights of this world and all its kingdoms will not profit me. I would prefer to die in Jesus Christ than to rule over all the earth. I seek him who died for us. I desire him who rose for us. I am in the throes of being born again. Bear with me, my brothers. Do not keep me from living. Do not wish me to die. I desire to belong to God. 
Do not give me over to the world, and do not seduce me with perishable things. Let me see the pure light when I am there. I shall be truly a man at last. Let me imitate the sufferings of my God. If anyone has God in him, let him understand what I want and have sympathy for me, knowing what drives me on. The prince of this world would snatch me away and destroy my desire to be with God. So let none of you who will be there give him help. Side rather with me, that is, with God. Do not have Jesus Christ on your lips and the world in your hearts. Give envy no place among you. And if when I get there I should beg for your intervention, pay no attention to me. No, believe instead what I am writing to you now. For I write to you while I yet live, but I long for death. My earthly desires have been crucified, and there no longer burns in me the love of perishable things. But a living water speaks within me, saying, Come to the Father. I take no delight in corruptible food, or in the pleasures of this life. I want the bread of God, which is the flesh of Jesus Christ, who was of David's seed. And for drink I want his blood, the sign of his imperishable love. I no longer wish to live as men count life, and I shall have my way if I wish it so. Wish it, then, so that you too may have God's favor. With these few words, I beg you to believe me. Jesus Christ will make plain to you the truth of what I say. He is the true voice that speaks the Father's truth. Pray for me that I may reach my goal. I have written to you not prompted by merely human feelings and values, but by God's purpose for me. If I am to suffer, it will be because you loved me well. If I am rejected, it will be because you hated me. Remember in your prayers the church of Syria. It now has God for its shepherd instead of me. Jesus Christ alone will be its bishop, along with your love. For myself, I am ashamed to be counted among its members, for I do not deserve it, being the least of all, born out of due time. Yet if I attain to God, by his mercy I shall be something. I greet you from my heart, and so do the churches that have welcomed me in love, not as a mere passerby, but as the representative of Jesus Christ. Yes, even the churches that were not on my route, humanly speaking, though spiritually on the same journey, were there to meet me in city after city. I rejoice in my sufferings. In my own body, I do all that I can to fill up what has yet to be endured by Christ for the sake of his body, the Church. For this I struggle and press on, with the power of Christ working in me to make me strong. In my own body, I do all that I can to fill up what has yet to be endured by Christ for the sake of his body, the Church. Let us pray. O God, from whom all good things come, grant that we who call on you in our need may at your prompting discern what is right, and by your guidance do it, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 22 minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. 
Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Tuesday, June 7th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord compares his disciples to salt, and then he explains why. From the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find all of the daily and Sunday Mass readings on the Relevant Radio app. Now we all have times when we pray and Not only does nothing seem to be happening, but we don't feel any of the love of God when we're praying. Now, that is not the same thing as being lukewarm. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. We must not confuse the state of the lukewarm soul with the sensation of dryness sometimes experienced when we perform our acts of piety, a sensation produced on occasions or for long periods by tiredness or illness or by the temporary loss of physiological keenness and enthusiasm. In such cases, in spite of the feeling of dryness, our will is firmly set on all that is good. Our soul knows that it is traveling directly towards Christ, even though it is at the moment passing over a stony waste where the going is hard and we cannot find a single well or even a spring of cool water. But our soul knows where its destination lies and goes straight towards it in spite of our weariness and thirst and the unfriendly terrain we have to tread. In the state of what is called aridity, even though the soul has no feeling and it seems difficult to pray, To carry on any real conversation with God, true devotion nevertheless remains. St. Thomas Aquinas has defined this type of devotion as the will to give oneself readily to things concerning the service of God. This readiness grows weak if the will falls into a state of lukewarmness. I have this against you, says the Lord, that you have abandoned the love you had at first, that you have weakened, that you no longer love me as you did formerly. The person who is determined to keep up his prayer, even in times of aridity when all feeling is absent, is perhaps like him who draws water from a well bucket by bucket. One aspiration after another, an act of sorrow, it is hard work and it demands effort, but he does draw out water. On the other hand, in a state of lukewarmness, our imagination strays and runs wild. We are no longer firmly determined to dispel voluntary distractions and in practice abandon prayer with the excuse that we are getting no results from it. 
genuine conversation with God, on the other hand, even if God allows it to be arid, is always fruitful. Whatever the circumstances, as long as we have rectitude of intention and are firmly intent on being close to God, we must remind ourselves here and now in God's presence that true piety is not a matter of feelings. Although sensitive affections are good and they can be a great help in our prayer and in the whole of our interior life, because they are an important part of human nature as it was created by God. But such affections must not occupy a disproportionately important place in our life of piety. They are not the main part of our relationship with God. Feelings help, but achieve no more than this assistance, because the essence of piety does not consist in feelings, but in the wills being determined to serve God quite independently of any state of mind, which is always so changeable, or of any other circumstances. In matters of piety, we must take care not to let ourselves be guided by feelings, but rather by our intellect, enlightened and helped, as we pray it will be, by faith. To allow oneself to be guided by feelings would be like handing over the management of one's house to a servant while you, as its real owner, abdicate responsibility for it. It is not feelings that are bad, but rather the degree of importance we attribute to them. Lukewarmness is sterile. Salt without savor is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. On the other hand, aridity can be the positive sign that God wants to purify a particular soul. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Thirteen minutes before the hour, we continue praying as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Lord, send forth your light and your truth. Lord, send forth your light and your truth. Defend me, O God, and plead my cause against a godless nation. From deceitful and cunning men, rescue me, O God. Since you, O God, are my stronghold, why have you rejected me? Why do I go mourning, oppressed by the foe? O send forth your light and your truth. Let these be my guide. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. And I will come to the altar of God, the God of my joy. My Redeemer, I will thank you on the harp, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in in the the beginning, beginning, is is now. now. And will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty Father, source of everlasting light, send forth your truth into our hearts and pour over us the brightness of your light. 
Lord, send forth your light and your truth. Lord, keep us safe all the days of our lives. Lord, keep Keep us safe all the days of our lives. Once I said, In the noontime of life I must depart to the gates of the netherworld where I shall be consigned for the rest of my years. I said, I shall see the Lord no more in the land of the living. No longer shall I behold my fellow men among those who dwell in the world. My dwelling, like a shepherd's tent, is struck down and borne away from me. You have folded up my life like a weaver who severs the last thread. Day and night you give me over to torment. I cry out until the dawn. Like a lion he breaks all my bones. Day and night you give me over to torment. Like a swallow I utter shrill cries. I moan like a dove. My eyes grow weak gazing heavenward. O Lord, I am in straits. Be my surety. You have preserved my life from the pit of destruction when you cast behind your back all my sins. For it is not the netherworld that gives you thanks, nor death that praises you. Neither do those who go down into the pit await your kindness. The living... The living give you thanks, as I do today. Fathers declare to their sons, O God, your faithfulness. The Lord is our Savior. We shall sing to stringed instruments in the house of the Lord all the days of our life. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now. now. And and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, keep keep us safe all the days of our life. To you, O God, our praise is due in Zion. To you, O God, our praise is due in Zion. To you, our praise is due in Zion, O God. To you we pay our vows, you who hear our prayer. To you all flesh will come with its burden of sin. Too heavy for us are offenses, but you wipe them away. Blessed is he whom you choose and call to dwell in your courts. We are filled with the blessings of your house, of your holy temple. You keep your pledge with wonders, O God our Savior the hope of all the earth and of far distant isles. You uphold the mountains with your strength. You are girded with power. You still the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves and the tumult of the peoples. The ends of the earth stand in awe at the sight of your wonders. The lands of sunrise and sunset you fill with your joy. You care for the earth. Give it water. You fill it with riches. Your river in heaven brims over to provide its grain. 
and thus you provide for the earth. You drench its furrows, you level it, soften it with showers, you bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness, abundance flows in your steps, in the pastures of the wilderness it flows. The hills are girded with joy, the meadows covered with flocks, the valleys are decked with wheat. They shout for joy, yes, they sing. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, hope of all the earth, hear the humble prayer of your children as we sing your praises. Pour out your Spirit on us, so that our lives may bear fruit abundantly. To you, O God, our our praise is due in Zion. A reading from 1 Thessalonians You are not in the dark, brothers, that the day should catch you off guard like a thief. No, all of you are children of light and of the day. We belong neither to darkness nor to night. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Lord, listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, Lord, listen listen to to my my cry. All my trust trust is is in in your your promise. promise. Dawn finds me watching, crying out for you. All All my trust trust is is in your promise. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, listen listen to to my cry. All my my trust trust is in your promise. Lord, save us from the hands of all who hate us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, save us from the hands of all who hate us. 
Let us bless our Savior who enlightens the world by his resurrection. Let us humbly beg him. Keep us, Lord, on your path. Keep Keep us, Lord, on your path. Lord Jesus, we honor your resurrection in our morning prayer. The hope of your glory enlightens our day. Keep Keep us, Lord, on your path. Accept, Lord, our prayers and petitions. As the first fruits of our day. Keep Keep us, us, Lord, on on your your path. Grant that we may progress today in your love. And that all things may work together for our good and the good of all. Keep Keep us, us, Lord, on on your path. path. Make our light shine so brightly before men that seeing our good works they may give glory to the Father. Keep Keep us, Lord, on your path. Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord Jesus Christ, true light of the world, you guide all mankind to salvation. Give us the courage, strength, and grace to build a world of justice and peace, ready for the coming of that kingdom. You live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Hey, remember what today's gospel said. You have to let your light shine. So go on out and do it. It's Tuesday Good News Day. Morning air in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out now. Make it a great day. Let your light shine and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.